Welcome into Success by Design, a business podcast on the WHIN Podcast Network. Now, here is the founder and CEO of Navarro Creative Group, Wendy Navarro. Welcome back into Success by Design. My name is Wendy Navarro, your host and CEO of Navarro Creative Group, where you can listen on winradio.com, winradio on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud, navarrocreativegroup.com, and spotify.com. So today we are excited to have um, the CEO of the Portland Chamber of Commerce here in Sumner County, Sherry Ferguson. Thank you, Sherry, for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad that you were able to make the drive down on this rainy day. I really do appreciate that. And I want to get started because, you know, Portland, my daughter lives in Portland. Awesome. Yes. And she loves it there. She has a three-year-old and they get, they love the library. Yes, we have an awesome library. You really really do. do. Yes, they have some great programs. But she loves it up there in Portland. And I am just really impressed with everything that you all do out there, um, considering that it's a small town. Yes, it uh, 12,000 was the population at the last census. And um, we have grown. So I am very sure that the next census uh, this year, make sure everybody gets out there and takes your census. Absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll actually grow and we'll have higher numbers. But our daytime population doubles. So because of all the uh, places that for people to work, the people are coming into and that's kind of unusual in a small town yeah because typically small town people go out to other areas to work and we do have that people do leave portland to go to work but we still are bringing in more than we're sending out and um we have over 50 industries and uh, manufacturing and uh, distribution centers. So that is what uh, brings people in. And most of those only employ about 30% from Portland. Wow. So most of those are employing people from outside of Portland. And bringing, you in, bringing them in. And so they get to hear all the fun things that you guys are doing. They do. And we have people that work there but don't live there and attend all of, a lot of our events and the, the things like that. They're shopping and spending their money there, which is great. Which yes. helps the economy also. So... Um, a lot of great things uh, going on in Portland. We also have the new Interstate Exchange that just opened up. Oh, I didn't um, know that opened. I knew we, that I'd yes. heard about it. It opened uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Now, I will tell you that it is not um, fully complete uh, now that when the weather gets better, they'll have to put the top coat on there and hopefully do a little more lighting because it's uh, a little scary sometimes when you're getting <laughs> on, you know, but they promised us it would be open on Wednesday before Thanksgiving and they they made, they kept that promise. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's one promise down. That's one right. to go. That's all right. <laughs> that's fantastic. Now, what I love about um, Portland, in addition to the fact that you guys have, I mean, I'm impressed with how much industry you guys have out there. Yes. I, I don't think people realize. Can you name a couple of like the really big names um, that you have? Things that you might uh, know are places like Macy's Distribution Center. They have over a million square feet. Wow. Um, and they do direct to consumer, but they're also about to do direct to their stores. So their store orders wow. will go to the stores instead of um, them order. It'll all come from the direct to consumer um, 
type uh, warehouse. Yeah. And then we have Dorman, which is auto parts that are um, aftermarket auto parts. So a lot of times these O'Reilly, things that you get from O'Reilly's, they're coming from places like this. Wow. We have uh, several stamping companies that do stamping parts for Nissan, uh, Kiowa, Unipress, North American Stamping Group. So a lot of those are the auto manufacturing centers um, that do that. Um, We have, we actually have a, um, um, area um business that does dialysis uh sterilizing the dialysis water oh wow um so i mean there's a lot of strange things that uh and a lot of times with the things that they are manufacturing and making are not the pretty things they're things that you don't think about yeah um that are the the uh, brackets that hold the seats in the cars and things like that that you you know it's amazing how many pieces it takes to put together whether it's a car or or whatever it might be but there's a we have again over 50 um, manufacturing and a lot of that came from the industrial park was built by um, Larry Collins Larry Collins had a vision and he built it and started the uh, the industrial parks Wow. And so when he was doing that now, now why? Okay. So he, he was thinking, you know, the industrial parks, industrial um, businesses coming into the community. Is it because of the land that you had and you had the ability to be able to house the, the, the production companies that would need to happen and facilities? Well, Mr. Collins was born and raised in Portland. Oh, so he was a native and he loved Portland. He wanted for everyone to have a place to work. And he was in construction, and he uh, decided that what he he would do what he knew, and that was to purchase land, build spec buildings, go out and recruit businesses to come. And once he got started, he really saw the difference that he was making in Portland. Wow. So he continued to do that. Um, he also started Volunteer State Bank. I so, didn't know that. Um, so yes, what a visionary. He, um, he 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 is. He is um, been very not very good in Portland. Very yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, that is that is amazing. And those are the kinds of stories that I find fascinating when you can take a vision like that and really implement it and make something great like Mr. Collins has done. But what now with the chamber with what you guys do though? You guys really are a big part of making those things happen as well. Um, I see it with your activities and your events and your um, uh, your chamber luncheons. I actually attended a women's luncheon, uh, I think about a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, at the Portland Women's Luncheon, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what is the exact role for the chamber when it comes to business, small and big? Well, all chambers are different. Mm-hmm. You have to adapt to your community. So that's the key. Um, when I came to the chamber... Um, nine years ago. Oh, congratulations. And thank you. And uh, the chamber was um, kind of on a downhill turn. It was trying to figure out what to do now. It was coming out of the recession. Oh, yeah. They were trying to figure out how do we continue what we've done. So um, when I came in, I only knew the chamber is what everybody else does. You go to luncheons and, you know, other than that, it's just pulling the businesses together and networking. So that's kind of what I meeting every once in a while. Right. So, um, when I came in and found that many chambers were on the downhill turn because of the economy, um, I knew then I needed to educate myself. 
And with that, I decided to go to the conferences, TCCE, which is Tennessee Commerce uh, Chamber of Commerce Executives. They have meetings all over the state where we get together and we talk about what others are doing. And that is where I get a lot of my ideas is just from other people, other chambers, uh, find out what works for them. Yeah. Knowing that we needed to work on our workforce. So we had a lot of ideas. And every time I'd go to a conference, I'd find out new things that the chamber should be doing. So with that, we started building. Um, I was able to hire an event coordinator, which tremendously helped me. I don't know if I'd still be here today if I was trying to do everything that I was doing. With Were you just, the only one at the chamber at the time? I have a, a administrative assistant. Okay. Um, she was part-time. So wow. now it's me and two part-time. Both of them are part-time. So, okay. Um, but but uh, you've grown. We have. <laughs> yeah. We have. When I came in, we were had actually dropped down to 92 members. Oh, wow. And we're at 350 now. Congratulations. So it, it is um, amazing to see when you go out and you listen to what people want and what they need, and you try to build around that what you can, what you can create. Oh, um, and it's not, there's, again, one and two part-time and myself, we can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. So the only way that we're able to do that is with our members and our volunteers. The volunteer base for any chamber is very much key, a key component of what makes it all able to happen. And those volunteers are made up of the members or other community members? Um, We have both. We have some that are are retired and they just want to help. We have some that are uh, business, their business is like for them to be in the community and give back. So that's what they love to do too. So Mm -hmm. they'll work and uh, work events. They'll, we have ambassadors that actually will say, hey, I just want to go out and deliver some things to our members. And so they'll come and deliver things. We have social media um, ambassadors, which they're making sure they're sharing everything that we're sharing and and taking care of it that way because that's huge so it really does take a village it it does take a village that is amazing Mm -hmm. and so is do you guys do you cater does the chamber cater to small businesses large businesses medium-sized businesses or is it everyone and what types of things do you have that would appeal to both uh different aspects of of a smaller large business we try to we try to find whatever it is that each of them need. They okay. don't all need the same thing. Right. So what we had to get out of our mind is, you know, numbers. Everybody is all about numbers. If we don't have 100 people at our luncheon, then it's not successful. Uh, That's not true. Uh-huh. It, it's based on the people that need to be at the luncheon. Get them to come to the luncheon. Yes. The people that that's what they need out of their business. We don't want people to come to things just to be coming and not to be value, see value in it. So um, I may have a chamber university where somebody's talking about social media, but I, and I may only have 10 people there, but those 10 people need that seminar and they need that information that's being given to them to help what they what they're trying to do with their business right. and most of those are small business but we have large businesses that actually will attend some of those seminars that you're thinking social media why would a large business not already have somewhere oh, to they're do all that? out there but it is uh so we have different things we try to reach out and get them to tell us what they want which is the hardest thing that anybody could ever do <laughs> is to tell us what they want most of the time they don't know what they want yeah. so it makes it a little more difficult but um, but we do things. We do industry luncheons. So we'll have a luncheon where we just gather the HR and the safety people from the industries so they can talk among themselves. We'll bring out an attorney that talks about safety in the workplace or talks about some uh, issues with that HR may, uh, may be having. So we 
try to focus and ask them topics that are interesting to them again on the large side but then also on the small business side Mm -hmm. your retail stores can't go to a luncheon yeah they're busy running their shop restaurants retail stores yeah right so with that we try to do things like uh, small business saturday we try to do things uh leading up to that and we'll do special uh we did a uh, scavenger hunt where they would go around to, to different businesses to get people to realize what we have in our own town. A lot of times you always go where you always know. Yeah. And the, it really is great to find uh, new g- hidden gems in our own community. And that's, that's our goal is to get that word and that information out for those. And what hidden gems talking about which what hidden gems does the chamber have um, right now that are happening. Now, I want to talk your events that you guys run. And and I'm going to say, I, I really want you to talk about the Strawberry Festival because okay. that is phenomenal that with a small town of 12,000, 12, that you bring in how many people to this event? 25, probably more like 30 to 35,000. Yeah, more yes. than double of the mm-hmm. si- the population of the, of the community. That's mind-blowing. Yes. It really, really is. Yes. And it's amazing that you guys are able to do this. So I want you to talk about that. Okay. And I want you to talk about your strategies and how you've grown that. And including the marketing part, because that's my industry. Yes. So I love to hear that stuff. Yes. But I also want you to talk about um, how you are growing your, your base and uh, getting people to be a part part of the chamber and um, what do you find that they they seem to really respond to to if you're talking about getting members to join mm-hmm. honestly that's probably where I fail the most okay because I most of that comes from them seeing and wanting to be a part of what they see going on yeah less from me going out like I should be and recruiting and recruiting. I, I do some, um, if I know of a new business that's come into town, I try to get to them, um, on those aspects. Um, but when you look at, uh, the hours that I spend going to actually recruit, that's probably one of my biggest failures, but where we get our members mm-hmm. are from what we, uh, they see going on in the community and they're coming to us. They're knocking on our door. We had two walk in the office today wow. and it makes you kind of feel bad because you're thinking, I never went to ask them, but we're busy running the day to day. Yeah. And when I look up and it's four 30, I'm going, nobody wants me to come to their <laughs> office at four 30 and ask them to be a chamber member. So, right. <laughs> um, so it makes it a little more difficult to get, to get to them. But we have found that, the members that stay are the members that come to you. So your retention rate is a lot better from Mm -hmm. those that are uh, seek out you rather than you going and arm twisting them to join Join. your chamber. Well, Um, that would make sense because really they're out there looking for something very specific and you have what they're looking for. And they see the things, whether it's in the newspaper, whether it's in social media, whether it's on the radio, um, whatever they they're seeing that the activity. Yes. And with that activity, they find that they want to be a part um we do try to um promote all businesses that all of our chambers uh members in whatever way we can if they have something they want us to share we try to share it we try to get that information out there sometimes that's the hardest is to get the information as you know people think you already know yes so um if 
we have to train them yes to send it to send us a press release just like you would do the news you know yeah we tell our clients all the time let us know what's happening so we can make sure that we're sharing it out there online we need to teach them to be their own cheerleader absolutely and, and i think people kind of feel like they're boasting or bragging yes. and what i noticed is so many people are raised not to don't brag don't boast you know and all this but when you're leadership. absolutely which is beautiful and wonderful <laughs> but when you're trying to to grow your business and you need to stay outside of the noise it's imperative to be able to understand how to be that cheerleader and if you tell your story it is your story right if somebody else is telling your story it may not be exactly what you want them to know oh absolutely 100 agree with you that's a good line <laughs> i love that so tell me what um is the strength for the cha- for the portland chamber specifically what's your greatest sh- strength um the community we have a very tight knit community and that comes from being a small town. Uh-huh. So that small town feel is, is probably our greatest strength. Everybody helps everybody. Everybody does want to see everyone else succeed. Um, so I think that is our greatest strength, not only in the chamber, but in the community. And then aside from that is the members seeing the value in what we're doing mm-hmm. and that the value is not just what we're doing, but the value is also what we need them for, because this isn't a one way street. It's right. not us providing everything. They provide so much to us as well. So, um, so besides the community and the type of community that we live in, the next, next aspect would be our members. And, and what, uh, what opportunities are there for members, um, to, to be a part of something bigger than just say their, their store, their business, um, to be a part of that bigger community mindset? Well, we, number one, the volunteer opportunities. When people see you in the community, they feel like you are a part of them. And that's what, that's where they want to shop. I want to shop with people that I know. If I, if I want to, um, buy something from somebody local, I feel like I'm supporting them. And then if I see them running around in the community doing the same things that I'm doing, then that makes me feel like we're a family. And that that's what it goes back to. Yeah. Um, I do feel like that um, with the businesses that that volunteer service and what they do in just reaching out, tell help let us take what you already know. And let help others with that. So if we take them with their knowledge and we bring them in and have a chamber university on whether it's finance or marketing or whatever it is and let them have a seminar, let them have a uh, a chance to get in front of people and tell them their secret, mm-hmm. tell them what works. Um, and then uh, one new program that we're starting, I actually have a lunch next week with it. Um, it's a welcome team. One of the hardest things for anybody to do is to start a new business. Yes. When you start out, it is the hardest first two years of your life. And you don't sleep, you don't eat, <laughs> you are, because you put everything into it. Absolutely. And you're learning everything as you go. Yes. Yeah. And from your mistakes, yes. more than likely. Yes. So, yes. So, but, so what we have decided to do is pull in a welcome team, and we're hoping to have 40 to 50 on this welcome team. And they are there for that support. They're there when there's a ribbon cutting. 
we will never be able to have all 40 or 50 to attend anything at one time. Sure. But when you have that many, you can, you can take a team of 20 that goes in and then the ones they can also send an email and say, Hey, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for, for coming to Portland. Thank you for starting this business here. If there's anything I can do to help you, let me know. Um, I think that a lot of times we sit back and wait for, uh, to see how they're going to, they're going to respond and mm-hmm. how they're going to do. I don't want to go in and bombard them. Bombard them. That's what they need. Yeah. They need somebody to show that they're proud that they're there. They're happy that they're there and that you're going to refer people to them, whatever that business may be. Right. Well, I love the fact that you're allowing the businesses to take what they know and share that information. I, I personally have found, I've had two businesses and Navarro Creative Group is my second business. Um, but my biggest growth always happens because of uh, sharing information and knowledge. Uh, And I'm a big one. I love to share. Somebody actually said to me one time, why aren't you selling that? And I said, well, because I don't want to. I really just want to share it. It's such good information, and I know it'll help plenty of people. If somebody needs my help after that, then great, they can come to me. But it's that sharing and that uh, sharing of knowledge, uh, the networking, just being involved with each other, that helps businesses in more ways than I think almost any other way. I think them making them realize what they know. Yeah. Because they know that they're getting a job done or that they're able to do something but sometimes you have to work with them and talk to them about finding out what their specialty is yeah you know people have it out of them right yes because they again they know it but they don't realize somebody else does it yeah so. Oh, I love that. And that's part of your Chamber University program? Yes. And how often does that happen? We try to have one at least every other month, but more than likely we'll have one every month. We have something going on. We have our Chamber one-on-one, and that's a where they come in and we tell them how the Chamber works, what how it's funded, and the things that we have going on, how they need to utilize the services that we offer. So that's one of ours that we try to do at least once a quarter. Mm-hmm. And besides that, then we bring in, we have, um, we've done some Google seminars, we do um, the um, social media is huge yeah. we always have a great turnout for those yeah. and uh, people are, are always learning from yeah. those well there's so, always something new to learn too so it's never it going to be the same thing it is we try to get some of our um, financial um, places to come in and do maybe tax information what's the so updates valuable. on the taxes yes because mm-hmm. you know I, I don't I'm not know. a numbers I, person <laughs> well I, I can do the numbers I don't like to keep up with the changes uh, there I want you go. somebody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah. please make sure that I'm protected that's all I that's want right. you to do that's right. that's right I love that so how has the growth in the middle Tennessee area affected um, Portland and affected you and maybe how you do business because we all know that what happens in Nashville is going to affect all of us here in Sumner County. It does. And um, there's pros and cons to all of it. Sure. You have um, people that don't want to grow. Mm-hmm. They don't want yes. to change. They, yeah. they want to stay the same, but nothing stays the same. Mm-hmm. So um, what we try to do is manage our growth just like everybody else, but you get so excited yeah. Because the growth is great. It's exciting. But there comes challenges with that. Yeah. So um, we are a little bit further out. So it has affected us, but we have not had 
10 apartments complexes pop up all at once or you know so it's, trying to it's been a slower growth okay which has has been good mm-hmm. um, to be able to manage a little easier and then um, with that also as we're an old city mm-hmm. the sewer system's old uh, so that's been one of our biggest challenges because mm-hmm. they're in the process of, of uh, revamping a lot of the sewer oh, um, wow. sewer system so that causes issues with growth and people wanting to come in and do things mm-hmm. and you know you just have to monitor those um, we have um, taken on a new role, the chamber, as part of uh, helping the city with economic development. So I actually go to the retail conferences with the city. That's exciting. And uh, it is exciting. It's very interesting to see how when you uh, go to, we went to, we go to Vegas. So when you go to (laughs) Vegas and we have a a big screen and it's talking about Portland and you're thinking you're going to have to tell them that you're not Portland, Oregon. (laughs) Because I even get phone calls at the at the chamber for uh, Portland, Oregon. So, you know, you're just ready for that. But how many people already knew where Portland was, was amazing to me. Really? Yes. Um, so that we've been on the radar for some time. That's fantastic. But they watch as the growth happens and as things happen. And that's kind of um, in the last two years, it's very, it's picked up a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, you know, now there are some times where people say Portland's where, um, <laughs> but to find out that you're in, um, Vegas and there's so many people that are developers and, um, retail locations that say, yes, we know we've, we know we're watching Portland. That's exciting. So that it is very You guys exciting. are on the map. It's we not are. like you're in the distant Pacific someplace and nobody knows where you're at. Exactly. That is fantastic. So now, now that people know where you're at and uh, you guys have done a great job about making that happen, I want you to talk about those events that you guys do that really bring your community together and how that helps the business community um, in general. Well, the the largest event we have, of course, is the Strawberry Festival. Yes. And this is the uh, 79th Strawberry Festival. Is it really? It is. And um, it's very different from what it used to be. <laughs> uh, there, um, over the last nine years, we've added and grown and um, tried to make it, uh, as people now are looking for experiences, they want to go and do something. Yeah. And, so there's so many people involved with our strawberry festival. So the um, high school band, they do the carnival. So the carnival goes on at the park, and we have nothing to do with that, but we market it so that, that people will go to that. So That's the great. high school band has that. The high school athletic club does a 5K run. Uh, the Rotary Club does a uh, pancake breakfast. The Lions Club handles two... Uh, three large section of vendors. Mm. That's where they get their funding for uh, for the year from the most part is wow. from that. Um, so there's so many organizations that come together to make this happen. That, but that's a uh, that's an amazing thing because it's not just up to one organization. Right. And it really helps to spread those funds, right? It, to it help does. raise funds for these it other does. organizations, which is so valuable and important, but everybody's involved. And the it's economic a impact event. that is multiplied when yeah. you find that there are nonprofit organizations that are still giving back to the community from the, from the funds that they raise. Yeah. So it is, um, it's amazing to sit back and watch. We have churches that volunteer to have buses. We have churches that volunteer to run kid town. 
Um, we rent shuttle buses. So we have two big shut anchor shuttle buses that'll be transporting people at the parking lot from the high school. We have two churches that actually run their shuttles as well. So we have a lot of, of moving going on with that. So, cause we take down, take, over all of the parking areas. Right. You take the so, entire downtown area, we right? Do. We do. Yeah. And we've expanded to another area this year. So um, I don't know that there's anywhere left to go. <laughs> but I think I said that. that before. <laughs> that's amazing. You know, it reminds me like if I if I was thinking about a Hallmark movie, that's exactly what I'm envisioning right now yes. is how everybody's just coming together and doing something to participate and be a part of this event. Yes. Yes. And earlier <clears throat> in a few weeks before the cheerleaders do the uh, beauty pageant oh so there's a pageant that goes on as well so again if you sit down and pull out all of the moving parts yep um the sumner county has a um storyteller group Uh they actually bring storytellers and they do those um there at the strawberry festival as well now isn't Um, there like a a smackdown wrestling tournament as well we do we have a wrestling (laughs) event and then smackdown (laughs) the wrestling event is the week before we did it the friday night um of the strawberry festival and it was such a long night and i get up at 4 30 on strawberry festival morning my gosh i said that's probably not a good idea (laughs) So we moved it and we kind of kick it off the week before, the mm-hmm. Saturday before. And we have about a thousand people that come to that. I was going to ask you, is it well attended? It is incredibly well attended. I had it no is. idea. I was thinking you were going to say maybe a hundred people, a no, thousand people. A thousand people, um, yes, come <laughs> to the uh, the event. And the very first, this is our third um, wrestling, will be our third wrestling event. And the very first one, I was a little hesitant. Um, it's really I had never, <laughs> I had never put on a wrestling event. Um, so we were questioning our whole um, direction that we were going. But honestly, it was a lot of fun to watch people. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm just like blown away. I mean, that really blows me away because it's probably not something I would have ever thought of. But what a great out of box idea that obviously is successful and speaks to a lot of people. Well, I think a lot of times what we have to realize is everybody's not the same. No. Mm -mm. So what you may go to, somebody else would not. Right. So we try to bring in things for everybody. And um, Kristen is my event coordinator, and she's actually at a conference right now. She's at the uh, Southeast Festival Events Conference. Oh, wow. That uh, this year it's in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. So... She's there. We actually have won an award. I don't know what that award is. So I'm going tomorrow <gasps> night when we they're going to be giving out the award. Well, so, congratulations regardless. Yes. Congratulations. We'll see what that they they just let you know you've won something. So um <laughs> so I'll be joining her tomorrow night just for the award ceremony. But so we go to all of these conferences and find out what other people are doing. So for instance, we have added a, a mascot race which is so fun. fun. We have businesses that went and got a mascot just so they could be in the race. Um, They did find that the hard thing is finding somebody to wear that mascot Um, suit. Yeah, especially if it's hot in July or August, whatever. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. So so we added a mascot, right? Simple, just, but so much fun. And people will come to watch that. Yes, yes, they do. It's right before the parade. So gives them something to do when they're all lined (laughs) up, ready for the parade. Um, And then this year we're adding a magic stage. So we have a stage where there'll be magic shows going on. Fun. Um, we've actually added robo cars, oh. which are um, 
They're similar to a transformer. Yep. They're large cars that will ride around as a car and then stand up as a person. I have seen those. And, they're um, incredible. So we're excited. Right now we have three. So we uh, may end up with four of those. Wow. Uh, so we've that's a, an ad. We added another music stage. How many stages did you have before? We had two stages before that were both music. So now we have uh, two music stages and a um, the magic magic stage. And then we're also going to have music at the shuttle area. So we'll have a little stage oh, over there nice. where there people come in and they're trying to get on the shuttle. So we'll have some music there as well. Um, we found that that's a good place to capture them. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're parking. <laughs> you might as well let them have a little fun while they're there. Absolutely. So. And that way they're not standing out there waiting, bored, trying to figure right. out how they're going to get. I think that's amazing. What a great idea that you guys have done. And what I love too, are you, are you uh, like using like uh, local performers? We have local performers um, and that they perform usually about every hour. Mm-hmm. I actually have somebody that that um, is able to set all of that up and schedule it all. Oh, he is amazing. amazing. So well, that music that, city, right? Yes. You have a lot of so wonderful he talent. takes care of, of booking all of our talent. Now we have an application process on our website. And once they apply, we then send him all of the information. Um, we will tell him, you know, really try to get uh, these few in if we really like them. But for the most part, we let him run and, and do, um, do the most of the, the scheduling. He's doing sound on one of the stages. So wow. that helped. If you've got somebody that knows what they're doing, doing the sound, moving those people in and out, knows how, what size of a band it's going to, how long it's going to take to move those in and out. So, yes. um, Now, when is the Strawberry Festival this year? It is May the 9th. Okay. This year, we're going to kick it off on May the 8th with a uh, concert and it will be on the main stage. The concert will be the Resurrection Band, which is a Journey tribute band. I've heard of them. And a lot of people go downtown to listen to yes, them. Yes, yes, they do. It's uh, They're at 3rd and Lindsley. Yes, yep. And um, they actually travel all over. You can go out notjourney.com and see a lot of the places that they go. Ours, of course, is a free concert. Just come on Super out, cool. bring your chairs. You can actually uh, rent chairs for $2, and um, then you don't have to pack them around. Yes, that's but, so nice. What a great idea. Yes. So you have May 8th kickoff. Is the concert and fireworks. We'll have fireworks Fun. after. Um, and then we start at 9 o'clock in the morning will be when the vendors will be there. But we start at 7 with the pancake breakfast and 8 o'clock is when the 5K run starts. So. And how long does it go through? It After the parade, the parade's at 4. It'll be over by 5.30. Then that's when the downtown festivities are over. The carnival will still be going on at that time. So people can go on over to the carnival. We found, we used to have our concert on the same night. Okay. So we would end with a concert, but we found that people are tired and ready to go home by the yes. end. Yes. So, Especially if they have children with them and the children yes. are getting and, a little and tired. And if it's hot, yep. it's, you know, it wears you out. You're exhausted. So, yes. Um, so yes, we decided to try the concert on the Friday night. Yeah, good. And see how that works and then go with the, uh, the festival then day on Saturday. That is amazing. And where can people find out more information about the Strawberry Festival? You can check on our website at middletennesseestrawberryfestival.com 
and that will give you all of the information that's out there. All of the food vendors are sold out. So if you're looking for it to be a food vendor, we don't have any spots for those. We do have some craft vendor spots uh, still available. Not a lot, but there are a few of those left. But we'll have uh, close to 200 vendors there. Wow. Um, so if anyone wants to get involved right now, they need to go online and get in touch with you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, especially on the vendor side. Uh, we'll have information on the uh, pageant that applications not been put out there yet but hopefully they'll be getting that to us soon so that's one question that we get a lot of times okay good when's the pageant uh is it a scholarship pageant no it's just a beauty pageant it's just a fun uh fun uh beauty pageant but they come from all over to be in it that's awesome Uh, they actually crown a middle tennessee uh strawberry festival and then they have the local as well so they have both of those they will give out two crowns oh that's amazing that that's so much fun okay now the strawberry festival blows me away that's why i wanted to learn more about it because i just think you guys do a tremendous job you had asked about marketing yes um, tell me what so, you do um of course <clears throat> the social media has been such a huge asset to us i'm not really sure how we um became as successful as we are um <laughs> because what we have found is that we had put our event the the event actually on the website and we had over um our reach was over 150,000 reach in two weeks. Oh my gosh. When was this? This was the right before December. Oh right, in December, my right gosh. before Christmas. So <clears throat> we have a huge reach with our um, our events and um, we place things in the paper. We're, we're on the radios. Um, we do um, the Tennessean. We insert 18,000. Uh, flyers into the Tennessee and wow. we all um, over middle Tennessee or yes uh, well I think there's uh, eight counties mm-hmm. that that it will will be in um, so we have we put ads in the Tennessee magazine which is from CEMC yeah we do um, a uh, uh, Southern Travel Magazine. We have an ad in the Southern Travel Magazine. That's a we big actually, magazine. It has a really big draw. It is. It's the Southern yeah. portion. So, um, and we do Tennessee, Kentucky, um, Alabama. Do you um, have people coming up from all uh, like Alabama? And we had, you guys are on the border of Kentucky, so I can imagine there's a lot yes. of traffic coming in there. Yes, we had 36 states that we were aware of that is last year phenomenal um we have a large board that has a big uh, map on it mm-hmm. and we ask people to come and put pins on how where fun. they're from yeah. and so that's kind of how we do that we have people that are from overseas um peru we have um now i am sure they did not sit down and say <laughs> we're going to portland tennessee to the strawberry festival as much as it breaks my heart that that didn't happen um but they're in the area and they see what's going on yeah. and they they find a day trip to come down i'm sure and and do that but it is amazing how far people come just uh for the festival that is amazing congratulations on Thank all you. of that i mean i think it's fantastic when you can do a good job at getting your story out there you really do see great results so congratulations on all of that um you also have a farm to table event that is really popular and that i love and it's so pretty because you do it down the middle of your main street Yes, unless it's raining. Unless it's raining. <laughs> but yes, we um, we come up with the idea when the eclipse was coming through. Yes. Portland, as well as Gallatin, Hendersonville, we all got the, that 
front row seat to the beautiful to, spectacular oh, and i had no idea what i was gonna view until uh, it happened yeah. i mean i i hyped it up thinking i knew what i was gonna see but i did not know what i was gonna yeah see. my kids said i was like mom you're like one of those crazy youtubers who's like just going overboard i'm like it was phenomenal it was it was so we felt like there's going to be people coming into our town anyway so it was the eclipse was happening on monday i know i did get a couple of phone calls of somebody asked why i didn't schedule the eclipse on a different day but <laughs> i promise i didn't have anything to do with that um but um so because they were coming in on monday we decided on sunday night would be a great time to have a farm to table dinner and chris and i were just sitting in my office one day and of course my office is on main street and we looked out and the city has put uh, strong lights uh, across main street so it's beautiful at night when we're sitting there and it's got the the lights strung across main street and and it's all the time yeah and so we're sitting there one night late and i think an event had just gotten uh gotten over and we're sitting there looking out the window and we're going that'd be a perfect setting. So we just started then and decided we're just going to do this for the eclipse. Well, after we did, we had so many local people that were like, you've got to do this again. So we're on our fourth um, farm to table dinner this year. How fun is that? Well, that, and it is really beautiful. You guys do a great job. I Thank do you. love to see the strong lights outside and yes. just everybody it, having a good time. It is a lot of fun. We have a caterer <clears throat> that actually goes and to the farm and, and chooses, uh, she has to go to multiple farms cause she can't get all of what she needs at one. Sure. Um, she's very picky about the, the vegetables <laughs> that she gets. So she only gets the best ones. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's really, um, a great feel being able to be outside one year we did have to move it inside for the dinner we were able to have appetizers and wine on the street but then we had to move it inside because the it did rain oh. so um it's we, kind of unpredictable here it is, it is. <laughs> so with um the chamber it's not just local portland businesses who can join no we have we have members from um all over sumner county robertson county um even nashville um so it's um, I think people are trying to find ways to filter into these other communities. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, if Portland doesn't have something, why would you not want to use that market your business there? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I think that uh, we share a lot of members with Gallatin and Hendersonville mm -hmm. and uh, White House where, um, and work so well with the other chambers on finding out what they're doing and how we're, how they're doing some things that they are so we can get tips on that. But again, all chambers are different. Right. So what will work for Gallatin may not work for Portland. Right. But we can usually tweak it and make it something that will work for, for our community. So Yeah, and, and I do have to give you all kudos too because the, the chamber uh, presidents in this area are so good about working together. And I think it's wonderful to see because I'm big about collaboration over competition. And I just think that the more that you can work together and utilize each other's strengths, the better it is for all the businesses that you do serve. It, it is very much a key to the our success. Yeah. Um, I could not do what I have done without also being able to call them and vent. Right. They're the only person that can understand what I'm dealing with. Yes. Um, until you've been in the chamber and been in that role, it, it's a completely different <laughs> animal. It really is. So um, so it's, it's really something that we 
pride ourselves on being able to pick up that phone and call them and say, I've got a problem. What would you do? And then talking through them, talking you off the ledge. You know, I mean, it, it is very, uh, we, ha- we have a great uh, support system here. And um, Kim uh, and I really, we do a lot of uh, collaborating and as well as Mandy and White House, we will uh, find any reason to have lunch. <laughs> there you go. Never need a reason to have a girl's lunch. That's right. right. It's always a good thing. Well, I want to thank you again for being here today. I want to allow you uh, to leave any last words um, that you'd like to, but I'd also like to make sure that you let everyone know where they can find the chamber and um, where they can find more information about your events, but also about joining. And then um, any last words that you'd like to leave out there? Well, I want to just let everybody know, contact your local chamber, whatever, whatever city you're in, contact them because they are your first step. I welcome anybody to come to the Portland chamber. We, um, we will promote your business in any way that we can. But I also want to make sure that you find your local community first, because it's, it's vitally important to be, that's who you need supporting you to get you off the ground. Right. Once you've, you've gotten everything established, then come on over and join us in, in Portland. Cause again, we can, um, I'm sure people in Portland are supporting those businesses already. So just let them know that you're there. But if you are interested in finding out about our events and the things that we have going on, you can check us out on the website at www.portlandcofc.com. That's where all of our events will be listed. It tells you how to join the member, uh, become a member there. Check us out on Facebook. We have a great following on Facebook as well. We also have a, another website for the Strawberry Festival, which mm-hmm. is MiddleTennesseeStrawberryFestival.com. You can spell it all out or you can abbreviate TN as well. So either way way will work. And then um, also we have both Facebook pages. And that is one way that you're able to keep up with all of the activities that are going on um, is the Facebook page because those are very active. We send out uh, email blast, we send out text messages. So any we want to be able to give you your information however you can you want to receive it. So well, thank you very much. And I again, appreciate you coming out here on this rainy day. Um, yes. It was wonderful to speak with you and to hear all that you're doing and I want to wish you all success um, and great success throughout the new year and uh, continuing it on for many many years to follow. Thank you it's always a pleasure to be here. Thank Thank you you so much and this is Wendy Navarro signing out with Navarro Creative Group. You can listen to Design Success by Design on winradio.com winradio on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud, navarrocreativegroup.com and spotify.com 